Horror movie fans come from all different walks and talks of life. But the sad reality behind it all is that most fans that gravitate towards scary movies or genre pictures often come from broken homes. Some of us need the escapism more than others. But what happens when horror fiction touches on real-life issues? The movie we are discussing today provides one of the realest fears a human can have, the loss of a child. After all, this movie is an adaptation of a Stephen King book. His horror has no limits, and I love it. Directed by Mary Lambert and released in 1989, Pet Cemetery still remains one of the most emotionally driven scary movies to ever hit the silver screen, preying on the base fears of every family and throwing them right in your face. The domestic trepidation portrayed through strong acting hit home for people even outside of the horror world. The success of Pet Cemetery led to a sequel, and it even saw itself to live on long enough to die on the remake guillotine in 2019. Sometimes dead is better. So. Grab your shovel and don't look down, because we're going to dig up and give you our take on Pet Cemetery. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark. Ozark, how you living today, buddy? Hello, all you sexy sons of bitches. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Guess what, Mark? We, I think, what, we got two weeks till October? Is it two weeks till October? It's something like that, I right? I don't know. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm going to have to look at a calendar. I think it's the, se- yeah, it's the 17th as you, today. As you get older, days do not matter. They don't, man. Uh, yes. October 1st is not this Friday. Wait, no. It's like two weeks away. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Let's just man. say it's two weeks away. We'll say it's a fortnight away, and we have October here. And as we've talked about, we're very excited to knock out some of these pillars. And this movie is one that I've been waiting to save till we got closer to this time of year. And that's Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, 1989. Well, we're not talking about his book, but we are talking about Mary Lambert's adaptation, the movie. It's a great flick, man. This movie fucks with people bad. A kid dies in it. Anytime you have a kid die in a movie, that's a major punch right in your dick. And that's where this movie leaves you. How do you like a movie where a kid dies in it? Well, we're going to explain. We're going to break it all down. Because usually I'm not built for that kind of stuff, Mark. I usually watch things that aren't serious for a reason. Uh-huh. But for somehow, not only does it... It has very serious tones in this movie. Obviously, a loss of a child... But I laugh in this movie, too. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but this movie is full of goddamn humor. You got an evil cat. You've got a funny neighbor played by Fred Gwynn. It's a lot of fun. Mark, I I guess we should give a synopsis a little bit. We do start with those, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Why don't you uh, begin the synopsis for anybody who is listening who uh, lives under a rock and has never seen Pet Cemetery? And I mean that in a good way, because how have you not? Yeah, that's... How have you not? Yeah, also, too, I mean, if if you haven't seen as many movies as we have, especially me, it's like, uh, good for you for having a life, but, you know, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. But this is a classic story, man. What makes this separate is, like, say... You know, uh, uh, Michael Myers. Like, not saying that couldn't happen, dude, but it's like your brain easily separates this from not being a normal event. The things I kind of lay down in this movie, not only it shows parents dealing with 
with loss and grief, it tackles some serious things. So what we have is the Creed family. So we have Lewis and Rachel Creed. They are married, and they have a son and a daughter. Daughter Ellie, the son is Gage. They get into a new house. They move into a new house. It's on a busy road. This road, there's all kinds of fucking big trucks. Everybody's flying by on this road. They get the warning about this road from their nice old neighbor when they move in. This guy's name is Judd Crandall, and he's played by the great, late, great Fred Gwynn. He's amazing, and what, what a voice, first off. Mark. That man is a national treasure. He Yes, he was. Herman I, Munster. I... I love the fact that two people banged and made this human being (laughs) i'm so grateful for this this movie is i guess i'm gonna try and get in with some hip lingo here with the kids these days and shit but this is a i would classify this movie to me as a toxic movie to me and i'll tell you why because there are movies that i watch that after i watch them characters stick in my head and i start talking like them for weeks I can already tell you it annoys my wife because it's so, (laughs) after watching this movie, it's so easy (laughs) to talk like crud while you're driving. Oh, a lot of danger on that road. You called him crud. You mixed his name. You called him crud. What I call him? Crud. What is it? (laughs) His name's not crud. It's Judd. (laughs) 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 Talk like crud. (laughs) Crud's a funny word. Judd. Right, well, you, his like name's Judd. Judd Crandall, so I was like, you kind of mixed it together. I was yeah, like, that's well, kind of cool. I mean, look, man, all right, it's late, all right. It is. It's it. been a long day, but I'm here. It's but, Friday, that's the excuse. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of danger on that road. Like, go down any road. I wasn't <laughs> especially when, for that. Especially, <laughs> especially when you're, <laughs> look, if you're driving and you see somebody walking down the road, <laughs> it's so easy to go, a lot of danger on this road, you should be careful. It's right down that road. Don't let him go on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun, wasn't that? You rolled him in the wagon. Oh, <laughs> he liked that a bunch that uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> I, that line has been stuck in my head ever since, like early high school, when we watched this movie. <sighs> Pushing him in a wagon. But <laughs> he liked that, didn't I? <laughs> I'm going to sit here and have a smoke. <laughs> like, Some things you got to do on your own. I'm going to sit over here and have a smoke. Folks, this happened to us with Gregory Peck in the Omen. There's a couple people. so Yeah, I'm sorry. So No, no, don't be. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So you guys are going to enjoy this neighbor like the Creed family did when they met Judd Crandall. Yeah. They met him. He's this fun old neighbor who's by himself. And obviously what happens is Rachel, her parents live out of town, so she's been traveling back and forth, kind of seeing her parents with the kids. Not a great relationship with Lewis, so Lewis stays back at home. Ellie, his daughter, their daughter, has a cat. She loves this cat, obviously. She's like, what, seven, eight years old, her daughter? Maybe ten. I don't know, man. She's a little kid. Yeah, she's a little kid, and she watches cartoons. Yeah, so she loves her cat. Well, you guys can see the foreshadowing going on with the busy road. Cat ventures into the road while Rachel and the kids are out of town. Judd calls Lewis and says, there's a dead cat over here. I think it's your daughter. So he goes over there. He gets the cat. And he doesn't know what to do. He's bumped out. He's like, well, shit, man. Uh, they're going to come back, and i got to tell her the cat's dead. This is horrible. And I, you don't even have to be a dad to know that feeling. But, dude, that like feeling of just like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. 
You're like, am I going to go to the pound? You're going to pull like a meet the parents? Am I going to go buy a fake cat and like try to swap? That's what I would have did. I would have swapped the fucker out because right. I would have just said, I don't know, baby. Uh, sometimes cats shed and they change their skin and this yeah. is this is and the new him now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have came with some way to spin it. Yeah. So Lu- or Judd tells Lewis, you know, he sees Lewis all bunk. Smoke in his hands, staring off in the distance. Maybe there's another way. <laughs> Maybe there's another way. <laughs> he feels for Lewis. He sees his pain as a dad, and he feels for Ellie because he gets to like their family. So he tells Judd he knows a place. or He, he doesn't really tell him shit. He just says, grab the cat and kind of come with me. And they go on an adventure through the woods to the pet cemetery. <laughs> you know what cracks me up about that is he's just Judd. Judd just keeps saying, not much further now. <laughs> you keep <laughs> <And> then, saying <laughs> that. <laughs> well, this time I made it. <laughs> Make my end out. He just keeps saying it. What? Dude. Tell me, that was my favorite thing he says. What is it? This belonged to the McMock Indians. <laughs> McMock. <laughs> Why did they love that? I don't know. Them old old oh. white dudes love Indians. They do for some. They like they really fuck with Indians. And I don't know if Indians fuck with them really. No. Because like when you watch the John Wayne pictures, it's like I mean I love those old cowboy pictures, but it would be like a dude fighting an Indian. He'd. Hold on there, sir. Please don't come onto our land. And you're like, I- I'm not all the way sure that's how the Micmac Indian guy talked, but and I also don't feel like that guy's Indian. Like those old 50s, 60s pictures and shit, they were like, it was totally like somebody that's just like, you're tan. We're going to put a feather on your head, and we're going to have you talk really white, and people think that's an Indian. Like, I don't think that's how it works, man. <laughs> but... You could just saw like how pumped Fred Gwynn was to play. Oh, it's the McMock Indians. <laughs> but it is really creepy. So he takes Lewis to this fucking Indian burial ground to bury the cat. Buries the cat. The cat comes back to life, but not quite the same. He fucking stinks and he's mean and he's, you know, which honestly, he's a normal cat is what he is. He gets back from it like he comes. He's a friendly cat, and he just kind of turns into like a normal asshole cat. Like, yeah, any cat. Because there's a scene where he picks him up, and he's like, "What the hell's going on with this cat?" And he picks him up, and then the cat claws him in the face. And I'm like, "That's not a dead giveaway. He's possessed. You could do that with your own cat. He might oh, scratch no. you." That happened. Yeah, they absolutely. Don't... That's happened to me before. I've had. <laughs> I got cats, man. They <laughs> they get in one of them moods, dude. Or you walk past them, and they're just like. <laughs> Dude, like, you there's fucker. one. There's one when they get. If you have a cat, if your cat has ever got the zooms, and when it's just randomly just running in, like running in full speed, jumping off of no no navigation in this cat whatsoever, they will jump. One jumped on my face and straight clawed the fuck out of my face. Like that's normal. So <laughs> there you, are so many cat videos online like that. Did you see that dude? Like he was like a grown ass man to opening up. It was like an Xbox or something for Christmas. He's like, ah. Oh! And he like picked it up, and his cat just fucking mauls him. He's like, it's funny though, because he for real goes down. He's like, <laughs> like he fucking, he was all fucked up. He like was all bleeding and stuff. Oh so, God bless the internet. So all right, so Judd, he's a normal cat, but you realize he's possessed. Yes. Well, you think that's the end of the bad story, but that's not what happens. That's not that's not all. So they're having a little picnic with their neighbor Judd, and. Gage wanders out into the road and unfortunately gets hit by a truck and he fucking dies. That's right. They have a kid die in the fucking movie. I don't think you even need to say dies. You could say just hit by a truck. Yeah, <laughs> I think bro. you get the idea. But- you know what's funny? Look, I laughed at that part. Now, you can call me a psycho. <laughs> now, now, listen, though. Okay? I laughed 
when it happened. Now, I'm not supposed to because I feel the suspense. Like, the kid's about to get run over. Like, you feel sure. the suspense who you are. But I don't know if you noticed this, okay? But I had headphones on. I was watching this. And when he gets hit, they pay. They play the most mediocre squish sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. That. No, it's I didn't. just like the. <laughs> like you just squash like a brown paper bag lunch under a tire just, yeah, just <laughs> I was like they did not put that sound in there oh my god if you haven't noticed it before I, I, I encourage you to turn it up focus on that and wait for that sound and you'll probably laugh at a child getting run over by a, a semi-truck and then you'll be considered a psycho like myself yeah and what's that kid uh, michael hughes i think that kid's name is first off these kids are like the cutest fucking kids in the world so let me let me uh oh, oh back to the synopsis really quick so his kid dies obviously lewis now has the knowledge of an indian burial ground that could bring bodies back to life Judd knows what he's up to, and he's like, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. He does. He brings Gage back. Gage comes back. He's not the same. Shit doesn't end well. So that's the synopsis in a nutshell. But seriously, these fucking kids are like the cutest fucking kids ever, and that really fucks with people. This isn't a monster that comes for you in your sleep or while you're at camp boning people. This is your kid fucking died, and if you have a chance to bring him back, would you do it? Like, dude, I think there's a lot of people that fucking would. And then I will also say the remake was not as great, but they did a switch in the remake where they switched it and made it his daughter who died, which I was not expecting because I'm like, okay, this part, Gage is about to die. And they switched it, so it threw me off, and it really kind of like – it had me vested in there because it's like, all right, like an invested. I was like, okay, let's do this. It was – I didn't mind the remake too much. It it was a nice little – uh, adaptation of it. They switched a couple of things up, but they stick to the general story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it doesn't compare to the original just because it, of the characters. It doesn't. I'll tell you the one thing that it did. The only reason why it did, though, like, is like that dad-daughter connection. Like, as my son, if he came back from the dead and on that bullshit, I'm a fucking tombstone pile driver's ass because that's my son. He's not going to beat me in anything until I'm old. All right, that's my son. Say it with your chest, son. And I punch him. That's what I would do because he's my boy. You know what I mean? He's your boy. It's a different level of like. But if your daughter came back from the dead, she'd be like, I want Chick-fil-A and my phone needs an update. And I'm just so tired. And you're like, oh. And it would be fucking terrified. That's what would happen, dude. And also, it was interesting because it was her cat as well. So I was like. I don't know. I like that. But back to the original. Back to the original. That plays on your biggest fears. And then there's a whole nother element, too, where Rachel's kind of in, like, some psychological fucked up mental state because she's having all this psychological trauma of her childhood come back up where she's thinking of this older sister she had. And most folks who watch this movie, when it came out, this is who they remember. They remember Zelda, Rachel's sister, the creepy fucking chick in the bed. She looks scary. And it was her sick sister who was like a dirty secret of the family and she fucking died while under Rachel's care while she was like 10 or 11. Like It was real traumatic for her. Dude, that scene where she like pops up on the bed like, uh-huh. like dude, that will give anybody fucking nightmares. That scariest scene in the whole entire movie is that shit. It was, now, man. Now, let me ask you, it kind of looks like a dude. Does a dude play it is, that? It is a dude, That's yes. what I thought, okay. 
Yes, it is a dude. And back to the real fears, though, man, it's like people are afraid of losing their kids, actually. People are afraid of losing anything that they love. Sure. And then you have how many people out there, and this, like, I and, and like, I'm not going to, like, we're not going to get deep into this, but it touched on s- having to care for an ill person, and she mentioned, like, we wanted her dead, and that's why I feel bad. I don't feel bad because that was my sister, and she was, ba- like, died. I felt bad because we didn't like her, you know, and it, like, really preyed on that. And, I, and, like, I'm not saying there's a lot of people like that, but if anybody's ever gone through the rigors of caring for somebody like that, that's real-life shit people are dealing with, dude. That's some serious issues. That's not Freddy Krueger monster. That's not Frankenstein monster. That's some, like, there's people right now wiping a loved one's ass. There's people right now that are coping through losses. This movie is a gut punch, man. It's a real gut punch to your, like, I'm happy that there are funny elements in it because if not, this would be a really fucked up movie. Like, no, it wouldn't. It would not have done as well as it does. It's it's got the good balance. It takes you on a little emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. which those are the best best kinds of movies. And Stephen King always like with his films, the ones that he had like a strong. Not all of his adaptations, but these early ones, uh, those like '80s pictures, even into the '90s where he had his hands really deep into them, he has this, uh, he, he picks main, he picks main actors, he like has this like, it just has a feel to it. It feels like a fucking book. They're great Sunday movies. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just one of those like comfort movies or like one of those comfort mode movies where it's, I'm gonna throw this on today because I'm having a movie day. It's very rich, man. It's a rich fucking movie. And I don't know, it was kind of like that. Storm of the Century was like that. There's quite a few pictures like that. Um, Even Riding the Bullet, Silver Bullet. I loved all them old fucking movies. Um, It's good stuff, man. It's just good fucking stuff, Cujo. Mm -hmm. Did you know, I'm sure you do, but Stephen King has a cameo in this movie. He does. He does. does. And I died laughing because he looks just like the Bill guy from Office Space. He you know does, what I'm talking yeah. about? Bill, uh, yeah, Bill, yeah. <laughs> he that does kind of have that fucking vibe. He looks exactly like him in it, dude. It, oh. You know what's really funny? Because obviously Stephen King is quite open about his cocaine addiction mm-hmm. and how much he did. But what you're going to love, I can't wait till we do Maximum Overdrive. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie, Mark, but he that's like his director debut, that, and that was one of his first ones. That's the one where it's kind of like the, the, the green goblin face on the truck that's chasing the guy. Well, he has this – first off, he says he doesn't remember making it because he was so fucked up or whatever. That was the one we were discussing. But he has like this cameo in the beginning, and he loves ACDC. So he loads this movie up with ACDC, and he's like – Bro, he is fucked up looking. It's great. And it's funny to see him, like, here in Pet Cemetery, because, like, I don't know if he was, like, he wasn't in the throes of his addiction. It's like he was comfortable. I, I mean, he might have been two grams deep, but he had developed, like, he was a, a man at that point, like, yeah. living his life. Like, <laughs> But now he's, like, some just old guy. Like, if you saw him, like, at a live, which, not, like, no, I'm not talking shit Stephen King. I'm just saying he doesn't look like some scary fucking drug addict who's making crazy stories. Like, this is a crazy fucking story, man. If I were to come up to you and say, like, Ozark, 
you know, and laid out all the pet cemetery for you. You'd be like, what the fuck, man? What are you thinking of this for? You're like, yeah, I'm going to ride it. And you're like, what's in your brain, dude? Cocaine. Bro, think about all the wild stories he's had from like Carrie to like all these ideas. And he's great with character development. And I yeah. think that's why he goes on. He makes these characters that after you close the book, after you turn off the TV, they're still alive. Like you imagine like what are they doing in their life now? They they live off the screen. So I love those kind of characters. He's amazing for that, man. Funny cameo. I love all his fucking cameos, dude. He does a news reporter in uh, Storm of the Century. Obviously in Creep Show, he's <laughs> like the fucking farmer, the meteor shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's perfect, man. Yeah. Absolutely. What a movie, man. I remember this uh, growing up. This was one of the movies, like, you know, when you're young, okay? You're younger and you're with your friends and. It always comes up. A scary movie always comes up in the conversation. Have you seen this yet? Are they seen something to it? And I remember always hearing about Pet Cemetery as a kid. Like that was one of the scary, the scary movies that everybody talked about. Seeing the VHS and and all that. So this, I mean, this is quite a legendary flick here, and and I enjoy watching this every time. You know, like f- like fuck. Uh, the, why another cool part about Stephen King is like, I don't care which movie you're picking. Like if you say like, hey man, I like it. I don't think you're talking a specific movie or book. Like, you just like the story of it. That's fucking cool. You like Pennywise yeah. the Clown, that story. Like, I like the story of Pet Cemetery. Me too, that's man. That's why I like the remake, too. Like, this is that's a remake that I don't mind. I do, too, man. And, I'm like, honestly, I'm really honest. I don't fuck with serious pictures or movies all the time. I don't deal well with feelings like that because I just... Well, I, life's hard enough, dude. I don't want to watch some shit, like, where you're watching your family die or, like... Grandpa died of cancer. Like, I can't watch that kind of shit because I'm a big softy with that. I can watch Art the Clown saw through your vagina, down through your skull while eating dinner. No issues. You put on... I, I, don't, I couldn't watch This Is Us. I, I, they're not collecting my human tears. I'd probably cry worse than they do, bro. Like, I'm not meant for that stuff. And this... I'm able to watch this because there's some horror in there. I'm glad that they, like... I'm glad that they made when Gage came back, they made him fucking scary. And I like that he kind of did the omen switch at the end because Lewis kind of has to fucking take him out with the syringe. And he's like, I like ah. he, you know, he's trying Dude, to fuck with his scream, heart. He was like, ah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no fair. I love that. Dude, he does a crazy. Dude, another scary part is when um, he's walking through the house looking for Gage. And the trap, the attic door falls down, and you know Rachel's there hanging or whatever, and he's just up there laughing, and then he just does like straight missile launch at you. Like, what would I don't know how I would <laughs> he feel. He pulled the Chucky, dude. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel if I had an infant demon child with a knife do a missile at me. Like, you can't prepare for that. There's no training for that. Nothing you can do. That's that Chucky conversation. Like, oh, I'd fuck Chucky up. You're like, oh, would you if he popped out of your clothes closet that you would not expect Chucky to be in? You no. just go in there to get he... your PJs and he's like, fuck you, bitch. No, okay. I don't look. Judd got the worst death. The worst death. Is that the Achilles heel or whatever it Achilles is? Achilles tendon, bro. Achilles tendon. That gets cut. All the way through. All the way through. And now I'm not gorse. I could see somebody get stabbed in the chest, the heart, get a head cut off, feel nothing. But when somebody cuts that, 
you feel it in your foot. You start moving your foot around like, oh, oh. my God. And it looks good, bro. It doesn't yeah. look fake now. No. It still looks great. No. And then he gets his, he gets his mouth cut from side to side. I love Ow. that. You ever had a paper cut? That's ten times worse. And then he gets his neck eaten. Like, come on. That what that part why made me you, laugh. Why do you, he's like, yeah. Imagine telling that kid, like, okay, like, how do they tell him to do that? That's what interests me. I want to see them go, like, okay, so you're gonna go up to the man and you're gonna eat his neck. Like, how do you tell a child to do that? But it's he probably comes in for, like, all right, little fella, you're gonna get in there. I won't laugh this time if you don't. Have you ever bob for apples? Have you seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Shut up. Don't say that. <laughs> Do not put, don't ruin the image of him, you son of a bitch. I'm going to sit here and have a smoke while you go crazy. I've said that at least 20 times every time I go to smoke outlet. <laughs> I am by myself in the house and I am talking to myself as him. I just get, I'm going to go have a smoke. You know what's your favorite movie with him? My Cousin Vinny. Absolutely, we love that movie too. That's dude. That's a, that could we could do a whole special episode for that fucking movie. It's not a horror movie, <laughs> just but don't I'm mention telling it's you, the, no. just don't mention it. Just like this week's episode's my cousin Finn. We should, man. I'm telling you, I love dude. We can spend the. We could probably quote the entire movie to These you. Probably. <laughs> What'd you say? You say youth. Youth. God, yeah. I love him so much, man. He's he's the entire reason I watch this movie so much, but yeah, I mean, fucking, not only are you getting validated as Herman Munster, so let me explain why the like just briefly why that's so dope. Eighties, well, seventies horror movies were popular, but it got popular amongst directors because it was like a real rebel time, and they're like, we can do whatever we want if we want to paint an image, we can do whatever we want. No one could tell us what to do. The eighties. That's when the fans got real fucking heavy, and that's when we saw some of our favorite villains almost become pop icons. Freddy has a 1-900 number, like Jason's going to Manhattan, which was cool. Like, it's kind of corny to look back now, but at that time, I fucking loved it. People were like, oh, when Freddy did a song with the Fat Boys, and it's like, yeah, that was dumb, but, like, it wasn't for me when I was a kid. Like, I liked that. That brought me in. Well, all these people were doing those kind of movies, and that's when it got popular, but when you talk about these dudes like Vincent Price and all them old school cats, horror was not popular. People were heavy religious back then, bro. They didn't play type games. And I'm not saying Monsters was satanic, but it was not your fucking run of the mill. People didn't fuck with horror like that. So to make something mainstream and popular and a household name, we might not have the movies we have today if the Monsters weren't so popular. So you have Herman Munster, that's a big deal. Everybody knows that name. You could say Herman Munster to, like, a teenager, and they probably heard it. They might not know him, but... They would know what it is without ever seeing it, I guarantee. They would know. You would just know some things like that. Yeah, man. And he's got the perfect fucking head for it, that big old head, or he did. Sorry, Fred. Don't haunt my dreams. I'm in your dreams now, fucker. (laughs) We'll talk about my forehead. What about those teeth? Gonna fuck you in your dreams while I have a smoke. <sighs> I'm gonna make you eat broccoli, and you're never gonna get your teeth clean again. Sometimes. I don't know. That is better. Let me let me 
Let me double check this real quick, Mark, because oh, I really. Okay. Well, I do. Sure. Want to know? Want to know what? Oh, you want to know some things? Well, no, I was going to tell you, we do want to know things, but he died in 93. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. I, I was thinking how long ago it was that he died, because I didn't remember it. We were alive for that, but it didn't fucking stick out in my head. But the dude was born in 1926. And you know why he's a gangster? That guy's seen all kinds of shit, like World War One, World War Two, the phone. He wasn't old enough for one. He was old enough for two. Yeah, I know. It was a, it was a ha-ha. You know what's crazy, though? Fuck. Looking at his little shit right here. Okay. Most times, there's a lot of actors, especially in that like Hollywood golden age era. A lot of those people like we're moving to Hollywood. That's your only chance to become fucking famous. So you'd see like big time actors that were you'll see like Youngstown, Ohio is where they're from, but where'd they die? Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, um, California. Fred, he was born in New York, but he was died in Maryland. Like he's buried in Maryland. It's like Maryland. Maybe they wanted some peace and quiet. That's exactly what the motherfucker. Maybe he's in close to the pet cemetery. It's I not feel me. like he, he. I feel like that's who he is in real life. <laughs> Sitting on his porch, having a smoke, drinking a six pack of Budweisers, looking at the street in a rocking chair. Man, before the internet, dude. I know all these parents out here, and everybody likes to bitch a little bit, and I do too, because you got to get out and interact a little bit. But let's be honest, bro. If I gave you, like, if we gave ten year old us a fucking iPhone, we'd love it. And at the same time. You look back, man. People would just, we're going to put a couple blankets in our car and just fill our trunk full of beer. And we're just going to go out for hours. Could you imagine convincing somebody to do that now? Like, it would sound like, are they like, are we going to make it into a TikTok? Or, no, we're just going to go do nothing. Uh, oh, yeah, don't get on your phone. You're not allowed. We have to talk. We have to talk. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> There's nothing else. You have to interact with me. Like, there are, there's like 60% of the population that would like, you and I'd be fine because we could talk to people. Now we don't always like to, but like, I think we would speak our mind enough where we'd find the right people. But some people these days, man, they're so locked into it where it's, I don't know, man. It's funny to think that people used to just sit there and like, yep, we're just gonna sit on the porch with our fucking beers and our cigarettes. People still do that, but Dude, that's one of my favorite things to do now. Mm-hmm. Really, just enjoy. The, I love outside, dude. I really enjoy. Do. Just enjoy the evening. It's not hard. After supper. Don't worry about I, I, Honestly, dude, I think cell phones and shit is what's causing people all this anxiety because you're constantly looking at social media and other people's lives and they post all these extravagant gifts. It makes you feel bad about yourself. It makes you forget to really just put it down and enjoy what you have in front of you because really, yeah. that's what you're going to enjoy most anyways what you have right now so yeah remember that folks people aren't always posting their downtimes and when they are they let you know it's for sympathy but like people aren't like here's my ugly ass picture of me like no one does that so it's like you're only seeing people when they're at their best so here's like, me cleaning dirt out of my sink yeah tell us that ozark ozark mark just sent me this fucking funniest snap earlier i he sends me a snap he's got dirt in his fucking sink what happened mark what happened dude well, I just came home from work. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. <laughs> and then I get up. It's a bi-level house. So I walk up. And I'm getting ready to put my cup in the sink. And there's just dirt, like dishes and dirt in the same sink, just like everywhere not, from a plant. Not not like a, a, like a I'm dirty. I'm talking like miracle Grow dirt. Cups of soil. Yes. Cups of it. Yeah. Cups. A shovel full of soil. Yeah, in the affair. sink. In the sink. <laughs> When there's a trash can two steps behind the sink, why are we putting ground? 
That's earth in the sink. That don't belong in the sink. Okay? So now, but I know that um, my wife, bless her heart, she, you know, she uh, gets... She she gets she's very busy. And she's a nice lady. She's a nice lady, and she got asked to help with her little brother and sister. So she was doing something, and then something happened to made her leave right away. She basically said that she was trying to take her plants from inside outside, just leave them out there. And I guess something was stuck on the inside of the plant, so she was trying to take it off over the sink. Don't know why. That's your choice. I would have done trash can, but she did it over the sink. First one went well. Second one didn't go so well, and it just all fell out. And right when that happened, she got a call, and she had to go pick somebody up, so she just left it there. And it it wasn't hard to clean at all. Who's who's that guy? That guy's been on the internet for years. What was his name? Like Angry Vic, like the angry husband. He did that funny one where he like his wife had the keys, and it was the touch start, and he's like, I have the fucking oh my, keys, yes. and I, I had to drive back. I, I was taking a nice shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all, throughout the... that was That's my favorite video from him of all time. Throughout the, the, the friendship Ozark and I have had, like, I've got random Snapchats, just... It's fun, like, and, like, you're never, like, mad, mad, but, like, you always just... You, I'm swear to God, you need to put some of those on TikTok. If you were to put that soil thing... I was seriously sitting down here fucking crying, and it's not good. Like it's just the way you react to it, because I feel you, bro. Like just as like that random dad dude moment, you're like, "What's going on?" And you know oh. for a fact, there's nothing. No one's going to be like, you know, like I fucked up and I'm on my way to fix it. That's never the situation. It's always like, "Well, I had," you know, and you're just like, "All right, I don't care." Like dude, you just learn not to dude, fight things, dude, and like the your face that you dude, give. I know there's there's been a couple. There's one where I came home and the dogs like chewed one of the couch cushions and there's shit everywhere. I made one of that, and then I made another one when I came home. And this, I'm t- when I make these, these are my first reactions. Like I don't know any of this is happening. It's back when we owned a house, and I'm looking at my backyard, and she's digging a giant hole in the backyard, like ripping up the backyard, like a giant hole. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But those videos are funny. I obviously hype up the anger. Like I don't, I, I'm a really easygoing kind of guy. I really don't care about hyperbole. Yeah. Hyperbole. I don't know what that is. I failed English. Well, I got a D. It's one of those things, Mark, where like you know those times where they're like, is he serious? And you're just like, no, I'm not serious at all. Like I, like, I don't know how to like. I can't be, like, touching or I'll be too emotional. Like, that's what I don't think people realize about, like, I don't want to say cold people, but they're usually the most emotional people to a sense where, like, if you were really did something nice for them, they'd be very, like, holy fuck, dude, thank you. Or, you know, they're the, they would be the ones that really have your back if shit was against the, if you were against the wall. But I swear to God, man, like, you're one of the funniest people in that kind of sense because you have that, like, um, you're very, you have like a cold delivery and it's hyperbole, man. Cause you're not like, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, dude, are you serious? And you're like, what? I didn't know I did anything wrong. Like you're Mark's kind of guy who pissed somebody off and not know it. You tell him later, like, dude, why'd you piss that person off? You're like, I didn't piss him off. And you're like, dude, he was mad. You're like, oh, fuck. I didn't know. Like, you're like I didn't, <laughs> just cause you're like, you have this freedom that I love. And it's, um, people just don't know if we're fucking with them or not, man. Yeah, I get it a lot. It's because you got a serious face. Well, that's well, that's how I tell if I'm gonna like somebody or not. Like I, I fuck with the people I like. If I'm not fucking with you, I don't like you yet. Straight up, straight up. So if I'm super nice to you, I probably hate you. I know that at first. What else? I know. I know that. What do you know? Do you know about me? Yeah.
welcome to the What Do You Know Here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. Now, if you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know. But if you know what we know, then we know together. Know together. Forever. Yes. Like a hot dog through a bagel, we are together. So here we go. <laughs> Why that's not supposed to be funny? So... I'm going to tell you something that I may or may not know about this movie here. Okay? I'm going to go first. My fucking turn. So, the ending of this movie here. Pest Cemetery, 1989. I like that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, the ending was a was reshot to make it scarier. Now, when I say that... Boo! Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, now when I say that, the original ending was supposed to be Rachel comes back and finds Lewis in the house and then that's it. It left you wondering. I hate those. Just ended there? Just ended there. So you don't know if her zombie fight came back and they had zombie sex or she killed them. You don't know what happened. So they were like, nah, 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 nah. Fuck this shit right here, okay? We're gonna make it scarier. Yeah. So the ending comes in. She comes in. You know, she's all zombified. One shoe, one leak oozing out of her eye. I'd still hit. He's playing some kind of solitaire or something. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but he gets his ass up. And then, uh, you know, they kiss, but she grabs for a knife, and then she looks like she's about to stab him, and he screams, and then that's the end of the movie. That's what you are used to. So they made reshot it to make it scarier. Poor whoa, guy. Poor whoa, guy. What a fact Wife that I just provided back. to you. Wife comes back from the dead. Can't stand to see the guy alive still. Has to fucking kill him. I know. It's horrible. Broad, stop at nothing to ruin your life. <laughs> We're just kidding. Yeah, I love the broads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, I do. What do you know about this movie here? I, I know a guy. Look here. So you remember. I told you a long time ago. We were talking about a movie. Uh, it. Or as you told me, Clown Nails. That's how you know the picture. Yes. It, Tim Curry. Okay, uh -huh. 1990. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a movie, as a miniseries, whatever. That's not important. But we know that George A. Romero almost directed that movie. That's correct. Obviously, George A. Romero, Night of the Living Dead, the zombie guy, the man who gave us all the zombie pictures. So, him and Stephen King were real cool. They did Creep Show together, a little anthology. It's a good fucking, that's a good movie. You know, it's a good movie. Well, this motherfucker, he bought the rights to this movie, too, and he almost had a chance to make Pet Cemetery. Not almost. He chose not to because I guess it was a scheduling issue. He was had other work going on. But he couldn't do this movie. But it's kind of like, motherfucker, man, you should have made one of the fucking two here. I mean, I like the creep show with the fucking, you know, that had all kind of stuff, the fluffy, the creature, all kind of stuff. It was a good fucking movie. And these guys, they don't want to come together. They can't get to bed together. You know, how much blows it take for us to get, you know, to get you guys together here? You know, my brother, Paulie, you know, Mark, we'll call him up. We can get things together. We'll get these fuckers together. I mean, we can't now. He's dead. But maybe when we're in heaven, we break these guys out a couple bumps. We can get them to make a fucking movie together. You know what I mean? We'll get them together. <laughs> you said we can't now. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. God rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. It shouldn't be. All right, so. <laughs> Am 
What else do you know about this movie? You know anything else about this movie? I think that's the hardest fact I can deliver. I don't, you know, that's a, that's a good fact I want you guys to savor. Listen, I, you got the internet. Go look up the other stuff. We're just here to tell you. We're here to give hey, you a good appetizer. I tell you too, real like you know. Before we get out of here, I mean, it's with Pet Cemetery, obviously. So we were talking about George A. Romero and Stephen King. You know, you know, I like to watch the old talk shows like Johnny Carson. They're great. They're they're, they're fun to watch. I love the way the old people talk. They sit there, smoke cigarettes. Sure. Well, there was another really good one that was called The Dick Cavett Show. My older listeners know what's going on, but my younger listeners, they might not know about The Dick Cavett Show. Great interviews, and Dick Cavett was a little more, I would say, almost kind of like left, to be fair. You know, he was just more in tune with things. Well, he had... A horror movie episode, okay? He had Stephen King on there. He had George A. Romero. Um, oh, who the fuck else he have on there? He, um, fuck, dude. I, I, I forget who all was there, but it was a bunch of people. They were uh, uh, talking fucking scary pictures. It was a good time, and I throw big bones to that. But those two stole the show. George A. Romero and Steven, they were like bouncing back like ping pong. It was a great fucking, it was a great thing to watch. If you horror fans get bored, look it up. You'll fucking enjoy it. Just look up Stephen King, Dick Cavett Show. And you'll be like, thank you. Thank you. This is an hour of goodness. I'll be like, you're fucking welcome. Hey, hey. That's pretty fucking interesting. It is. It's fun. I like to watch all the stuff like that. That's fantastic. So now you may or may not know something about this movie. So I hope you feel good about yourself. You just had a wee nogasm. Your brain is sensitive. Go poke it. Wow, Ozark Mark. I feel smarter every fucking week. These people have to be getting smarter. I mean, it's we're going into October. These people have to know about horror movies now. I mean, we've we've been hanging out with those guys. They teach us stuff every week. Those guys are very intelligent. They, yeah, I don't know with everything, but they seem to know random facts about horror movies. I think they know about cards and deli meats and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And tracksuits. That's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Fun segment time that we like to do. That we like to do. What is your favorite park? Uh, park? My what's your favorite, favorite park? park? Yeah, what's your, do you like Yos, Yosemite? <laughs> Shut up. What's your favorite part of this movie, Ozark? Favorite part. I have two. There are, of course, uh, Judd scenes, if you haven't guessed that. First one is after the funeral, and Judd comes over to comfort the family. He's going through photos, and little, um, what's her name? Ellie. Ellie, sorry. I I, I may forget a name, but I never forget a face. (laughs) All right. Lily comes in. She's got a picture of Gage in a red wagon. Judd goes, oh, look at this now. (laughs) That's wild. Says she'll push it in a wagon. But he liked that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great part. So it's that. And another one, man, it, I swear, it makes me laugh every time. I cannot watch this scene, no matter how many times, and not laugh. It is my absolute favorite part. It's after they bury the cat, and they go over to, I think they're at Judd's house or whatever, but they're at his round table. He's got two bears sitting there, and they're talking about what they just did. And Lewis just serious. He goes, has anybody ever buried a person there? And after after he said that, Judd <laughs> Judge just goes, just, Christ <laughs> on his cross, no. Yeah. Nobody ever won. But he just, just jerks, the bottles fly everywhere. It's so <laughs> Why abrupt. Why would anybody have to do that? <laughs> it's so abrupt and so goddamn funny, man. I, that's my absolute favorite part. What about you? I would say 
and we haven't really touched this, the Paxal character. So first off, before really things get too fucking crazy or frightening, Lewis has like an envisionment or like a like a like a dream almost, or he thinks it's a dream. He's a doctor, and there's a guy who they just cut into this guy's bleeding fucking head. There's no segue into this. Like, they literally just transition from a family scene to, like, someone's bloody head. And everyone's like, oh, my God, get him down. It's a bunch of people trying to get this guy who's had an accident to the doctor. Lewis catches him, and the dude fucking dies. And Lewis is like, fuck, man. He tries to save him. He really does, like, all to his best ability. But the guy fucking passes away, and but he, like, comes back and he's like ah, Lewis and he's like the soil in a man's heart is stonier and he's like what the fuck how do you know my name dude like and the dude fucking dies and then later Judd's talking and he says the soil in a man's heart is stonier and he's like yeah like he starts to realize some shit's weird like this is before fucking this is before Gage died so he's like dude this is some weird shit well that character Paxal He's like a ghost throughout the whole fucking movie, but he's like a good ghost. He's like a sixth sense ghost. He like hangs around. He's trying to talk to Rachel and to the daughter, like trying to fucking convince them like, yo, don't fuck with that place. Do not. I'm telling you right now, I'm a creepy ghost guy. Don't fuck with that place. And well, obviously they all do. And it's the demise of the fucking family. But (laughs) he's like creepy. And funny, at the same time, like, he's not a frightening element, even though the makeup work on this guy is fucking incredible. It's 1989, and the special effects, the computer effects, look different to our eyes now. So some, when you watch old school, like, you could tell, it's like, oh, it's cheesy, this is corny. But now there are certain ones that were done really subtle that look like, oh, that looks different. That looks different than anything my eyes used to. And that part where... Lewis sees the Paxal character in the fucking doorframe and he like disappears. It looks weird, man. It's like, I don't, it doesn't look, I'm not saying it doesn't look uh, fake. It just doesn't look like anything you've ever fucking seen. And I think that's really going to happen in 20, 30 years from now. People are going to go back and watch these old ones and they'll get frightening in a way again because it's going to look so different to anything their brain is used to seeing. It's not how special effects look now. I enjoyed it, man. I thought the Zelda scenes were frightening, too. I really liked those as well. Um, Here's the thing. like When I like step outside of my body and watch Zelda because I know that's a guy playing it, the part where like young Rachel's feeding him soup and he's like... It's so much funnier because you know it's a guy just doing that. Like, hey, man, look all fucked up. All right. Like, it makes it really funny. If you guys, like, don't want to be afraid of it, just think that that's, like, a 30-something-year-old man just, like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's really fun at that point. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Mark, what segment did we make last week? Like a pretend segment. I felt like it was based on you. What was that about? How the fuck am I supposed to know, man? It wasn't quotes, was it? No. Um, We did something that was based on you. Oh, I think you uh, asked me uh, how, what's the 
uh, how young somebody can be to watch this movie, right? That's exactly it, Ozark. Mark, I like that because you do give very good answers for that because I'm real fucked up. I'm like, well, you could probably let your kid watch the, you know, I'll mm-hmm. convince you. You got a good answers. So, yeah. Yeah, Pet Cemetery, 1989. How young of a kid do you think could watch this? Well, it's hard for me to say because I know that young, when I was young, I watched it. Young kids when we shouldn't have watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't that bad? Well, you're, you, what's interesting, Mark, is you're not a parent. So, like, hypothetically, if you had a kid under your care, what age would you be like, all right, this is cool? It's like it actually is a very validated answer because, like, with your own kids, you can go younger because you're like, all right, I could talk them through this. But, yeah. like, you know, if you got, like, your younger siblings or, like, a some kids over there, you're like, all right, what won't I ruin their night with? Yeah, I would say uh, 12. That's good, because, man. Because, uh, now, you could probably go younger, but the thing in the movie that would kind of upset a younger child would be the death of the cat twice because it dies once and then he has to kill the cat (laughs) and it's not like you know seeing putting an injection cat is is pretty sad so kids kids really take light take those shots deep but i think if you're like 12 you know i mean you're almost a teenager you're trying to be cool you're starting to realize things i think 12 is the minimal age you would good now obviously you could go younger but i'm talking like depends if you're on not the kid. there depends on the kid depends on the kid but i've i've if you're there like babysitting somebody at 12 you'll be fine with 12 yeah yeah man it's it, i like kids that can watch rich stories too i love that about those like uh book movies man you just watch it like you watch misery or something you're like fuck yeah man this is like a movie i'm watching with actors sometimes new age horror i'm not saying it's bad it's just so overrun or any movie i should say i don't care if it's a comic book movie or what it's just so overrun with imagery and scenery, which looks beautiful. looks cool. I'm not knocking it at all. It's yeah, just... but it doesn't compare to just actors being able to create something with just acting and oh, not dude. needing special effects and stuff. It's something different, and that's why those types of movies live on for a lot long of a time. Yeah, it... bro, you're not kidding. I love that. I really do. I love... Uh, I mean, it sounds so corny, but I mean, I run a fucking TV show. I mean, like a TV show or a fucking audio show, depending on how you want to put it, uh, about movies. And there's... Um, there's just a fucking beautiful freedom in all this. Um, when you have actors that know what they're doing, like, I imagine uh, Mary Lambert was just like, fuck it. Just you guys, just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. You guys are crushing it. Like, how much direction? I mean, you know what we did not mention. What we did not mention about Mary Lambert. So I didn't know much about her, to be honest with you. To be very forthright and forthcoming, I did not know about Mary Lambert. So I was like, who the fuck is this? Because this movie looks great. I mean, it's shot. I, I no complaints. Doesn't look amateur. Well, it's because she's made TV shows and movies, but she's made a lot of fucking music videos. She's made, like, all of Madonna's music videos, like, all the ones that mattered, like, all those ones in the 80s and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, this chick's coming off of making all these fucking hot music videos for MTV and Madonna and all this shit, and then you just, like, follow up with this crazy-ass movie. You're like, she's got it. I, I don't know what all she's doing nowadays, but... You do your thing, mama. You're doing it. You're crushing it. You crushed this movie. Like, she deserves an award for this movie. Seriously, like it's very well shot. Well, since we're talking about the movie, Christian, let's rate this motherfucker. Let's get into it. Sloppy horror rating, baby. Yeah! 
One, two, three, in the place to be. It's the sloppy horror rating. Welcome to it, ladies and gents. If this is your first time here, hello. How are you? How are you? Yay. Have you been all right? What we're going to do here is we're going to give this the sloppy horror rating system of approval. Now, what this is going to happen is Christian Ramey's going to rate the movie because I'm not a fucking horror nerd. He is. And he's very educated in the horror. So what he's going to do is he's going to rate this movie in a series of four categories. Three categories worth three points. Last category is worth 1.4, a total of... Ten points altogether. Yes. And when he does this, he's going to rate it as far as a horror movie. Not a movie in general, but as far as a horror movie. So now that you know that, sit back, relax, and let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Probably its strongest category. Probably its strongest cat. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's a three for sure. Everybody fits in this movie. I mean, we've been rambling on and on how well these people all work together on scene. These kids are fucking cute. I would say the worst person on screen is his daughter. But I think a lot of people miss out. I mean, we've talked about this before. Uh, we've talked about this before, Ozark. Some people aren't dramatic people. Like, if somebody was to portray Ozark Mark in a movie and they were in the movie like, I need to produce tonight. I'd be like, that, that's not how Mark works. That's not how Mark talks. Mark's kind of like a dry kind of guy at times. So it's like, there are characters who are dry. And then people are like, well, he's a bad actor. You're like, no, there's just people that are fucking like that. Like, I think that embodies somebody. But even with this daughter, as Ellie, I would say that. And she's a fucking kid. And she still crushes it. So... Everyone works, dude. There's no complaints on any of these actors or actresses. I, why don't can can you clarify that, Mark? Why is it like got girls can be actors or like is it like uh, I thought it was actress and actors? Why is that? I don't fucking know, man. That's a real question. Like, and I'm a film person. Like, I don't understand that. Like, is am I being rude saying actress? Like, is that a rude thing? Or I don't so- know if it is or not, dude. I don't go outside or I don't talk. I don't do anything. Okay, so so I, have no idea. I don't watch thing- the news. I don't look on social. I don't know. I think they are still called actresses. I think so. Okay. I don't think that has been attacked yet, but I guarantee you in about. Well, Three months, it probably will be. Oh, I've seen girls, and it'll put actor, like, underneath it. And I'm like, okay, like, I, I my brain identifies what it is, but I'm always like, isn't it actress, or is it, like, whatever you want? I don't, I don't know how that works. So if that's a rude thing uh, I'm saying, I'm sorry. I don't know. I just mean, not really, him, go fuck yourself, but, just like, call if you're... Whatever. It yeah. don't matter. We don't, we don't, we're not politically correct here. We don't give a shit. Yeah, but not because so, we're mean. We're just old And we don't care. Yeah, we, that yeah, shit is yeah. not important. All right, so that's three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's go into the next category here. Trees. Let's get into the next category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That is kills. Wow. So there's not a lot, Mark, and there's n- not a lot, but there is some brutalness going on here. So if you're a horror fan and you're coming in for the kills, Pet Cemetery, this will be your weakest category. It's a strong one. It's a strong one. Just because of Judd's death. For sure. Judd's death is pretty much a one in itself, honestly, yeah. and the other deaths are just not strong enough to get it up there in any points. But it's it's a solid one. It's not like that one is a sympathy one. Like, it really I mean, there no. are elements in it. You're going you're gonna to see some blood, You're gonna, and it's from a straight razor. From a child, so it's kind. Of, I mean, it is kind of terrifying. And there's the Chucky element, like Mark said, where he jumps down. And he's trying to get you. So I mean, yeah. there's a, like, and there's and there's a syringe. Two kills with a syringe. You don't see that very often. 
so there, yeah, there is a couple uh, uh, of ways that we're going about this, but just not super strong. Nothing that's going to, uh, Judd's death, you'll remember. You'll remember that one, but I'm not going to say it's like um, enough to make it anything higher than a one. No, it's, it's got a one because it has kills in it. I'm glad you agree with basically. that. Basically. So that is four out of ten so far here. Let's go into the last tree point category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That is fear. Honestly, Mark, I've thought about this before. I really want to give this a three for the fact, like, your kid died. Your sister's sick. Like, this is playing on, like, real-life heartstring shit, dude. This ain't like, ah, we're well, afraid this... of the swamp monster. Like, bro, your kid fucking got hit by a truck in front of you. Like, dude, that's just some, like... And then there's a funeral scene in this where, like, they go to Gage's funeral. And then, like, the in-laws that fucking don't like Lewis. Like, the dad, like, fucking fights him. And then they knock over the casket and shit. Dude, it's a dramatic scene. It's, like, a tough... Like, you're like... Fuck, dude. Like, I'll fight Freddy. I'll fight Michael. Don't put me in this ever. Like, that's actually scary. Like, that's an actual not like, I don't know. So for me, that's a three. I, I'm very well, curious it, to it, hear your opinion, it's, though. It's different kinds of fear. It's not your typical kind of fear that you're going to get in this in the fun horror movies. This is very dramatic, very real-life touching kind of fears, you know. So you have that, you have losing your child, you have losing your wife, you have a ghost haunting you, you have things coming back to life that are possessed. Very different than your normal fears, but this is this is very scary movie. Not terrifying, you're not going to lose sleep over it, but it will make you feel unsettled at moments. It does it, change your chest a little, man. Does. Like, even as an adult, like, obviously, I'm not sitting here shaking boots down here watching it, but it does get you, like, it's like, fuck, dude. That funeral scene got me real bad. Like, I'm not, like, crying just, or anything. Just, just the just... title, man, like Pet Cemetery. Yes. You know, that's a very weird title. It it's is, very dude. different. And you know what else is cool about it? I'm not saying there aren't horror flicks out there that haven't played on the kid element, but this is a horror movie that's not fucking three, four hours long and artsy and pretentious. It's an hour and a half of, like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Punch you right in the fucking gut. Like, you're like, oh, shit, their cat died. Oh, the kid died. Oh, she died. Oh, he died. Like, you're yeah. like, fuck, the whole thing. Like, there's no good resolve. This isn't, like... Everyone ends. We beat the monster at the end. This is a fuck you. This whole movie ends as a fuck you. Like, yeah, I hope you like this. With this, you remember that movie where the family fucking died because the dad was sad and he just wanted to keep him alive, but one killed the rest of them. Ha 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 ha! Like, oh. And then they end up killing him. Cool. Cool. So that's three points for that category. That brings us to seven. Out of ten, with one category left, the last category is worth one point, and that is, does Christian Rumi fuck with this movie? Absolutely. Yes, I do. I was like, all right, cool. We got that out of the way. So that is eight out of ten for Pet Cemetery. I think that is very appropriate. <laughs> I like to hear yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> very appropriate. The sloppy horror stamp of approval for Pet Cemetery. Eight out of ten, solid score. Watch it going into October, folks. If you haven't seen it, see it. Know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Christian, we have just a couple minutes left here in our podcast broadcast show. So anything you want to touch on, anything you want to say to the people before we leave this bitch? Number one, Ozark. Huh? 
let's work on making a fucking segment intro for you. Even if it was quick and stupid and 10 seconds for your parental guiding. I like your parental guiding. I want you to go into it and be like, all right, there's tits, there's this, there's that. Like, <laughs> I want because I think a like you'd be very funny and like, uh, but I honestly we've done that organically every fucking week, regardless of like making it a segment. So it deserves its segment. And like, everyone comes to me. I can't tell you the amount of people that have come to me and be like, why does Ozark say he's not a horror nerd? Because he knows way more than I do. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then like, I always fuck with them because I'll put on our old music and I'll be like, yeah, here's Ozark because he's not a horror nerd. And like, I'll play every horror beat we have where you're like rapping about being Michael Myers or a killer. <laughs> and I, like, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, Well, here's the thing. Ozark doesn't care about tidbit shit. He doesn't care about like year, director, this or that. Ozark could tell you a movie though. If you're like, usually if you throw like a horror flick at him he'd be like oh yeah that one with this that like he knows his shit but he doesn't care about the nerdy shit so that's that's I'm, why i'm not a horror nerd dog well that's what i clarify that's why I said. ozark mark is a big horror fan if you were to put down movie genres i would say it's in his top three i'd venture to say it's number two if not one but i just wanted to clarify for the people out there our listeners that say like he's he knows a lot more, and it seems like he likes. I was like, yes, Ozark Mark loves horror movies, and he is—he just—he's not a fucking nerd. He's not the ins and outs guy. But we need to make that segment because I love your parental guide. So let's think—we'll think of something. You deserve that, and you're—you've got a way funnier uh, segment with that than I do. Okay. Also, anything else? All you new listeners, uh, everybody that's checked this out, everybody on TikTok, everybody that's uh, supported the movement, we love you guys. We really did. Had a lot of fun out in uh, Texas at the Frightmare Weekend. Lots more conventions to be at. Make sure you guys check out the website if you guys are interested in merch. That's a big help. Um, and, yeah, man, make sure you follow us on all our platforms. If uh, For all the people that have just listened on audio, hey, thank you. I don't care how you listen to it. But if you've only listened on audio, do yourself a favor. Put a face to, to the voices you listen to every week and look us up on YouTube. I tell you, too, if you guys are fucking bored, you're a fan of us on one platform. If you have accounts on the other platforms, follow on everything does a big uh, big help. Oh, does shit, it. there's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? Lexi girl, oh, go Lexi on. Lexi girl, what are you hey. doing? No. Come here. Ah, fuck. All right, I got to yeah. calm. Take us away. So that's what, that's what I want you folks to do. Ah, you, you check us out on all our platforms. It does a big help for us. And obviously, if you guys know people who dig the horror shit, you spread the message. And for all of you guys that have reached out, been here to us, I can't like, I can't thank you enough. I really cannot thank you enough. So um, find us. We're out here. Spooky season. Like I said, 13th episode on Halloween. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm, I've picked crazy-ass movies, so get ready for next Monday. I hope you guys have a good fucking week. Get spicy. Stay positive. Carve a fucking pumpkin. I'm unbuttoning my shirt. All we're right, we're out of here. here because of that. Fuck that. Yeah.